You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. It was Sean and the podcast about mankind. The Soul Forge podcast was a dream given form. Its goal? To prevent fear by creating a place where humans and aliens could work out their differences peacefully. It's a pod for all, with topics including love, loss, sex, dating, and so much more. Humans and aliens wrapped in the ESO network all alone in the night. It can be a dangerous place, but it's our last best hope for peace. The year is 2020. The name of the place, Soulforge Podcast. I guess hello and welcome to the Monster Sideway Show podcast. I'm your host, still alive, the monster, back to give you a finally a 2019 year in review. Only what, three months late, Gene? No, almost four. Nearly four months late. Well, we're not counting April yet. We're still in March, so technically. It's, it's March 28th, Marty. It's, it's, Leave me know. alone. <laughs> I'm in quarantine, man. I know. We're doing this remotely. We don't do this remotely very often. It's weird. Yeah. And it's like, I've been always trying to say, well, let's just do this anyway, you know, like for years. And you're like, yeah, whatever. But it, it's, now we have to. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's the law. <laughs> wow. Okay. So basically, we have to kind of like... We have to endure what to endure by laughing and having fun. And we have not been able to do that like for almost a week now because you and I tried to do this a week ago Mm -hmm. and the parks were closed and we were like trying to get together. I was like, where do you want to do this? And it turned out that we didn't do anything. I stopped driving up to Tate's. Oh, monster. You got to take care of yourself. It's I, not corona-based. I, sure he, corona. He has asthma. Yeah. Sure it is. <laughs> yeah, I, don't. <laughs> I don't have that fever yet. You know, that boogie fever? fever? for the flavor of the Pringles? No, which... the boogie fever that I think is going around. God. Thank you. Okay. But this is the kind of thing that I've missed because it's like, yeah, I can, like, watch a lot of TV I can go outside, watch more TV. <laughs> I can watch the cats while I'm outside watching TV. But you want to have some kind of human contact, even if it's remotely talking to you. That's it's the best we can do right now. So I'm happy yeah, and you you'd sound pretty silly doing your top ten by yourself. But anyway, so. no, I didn't do that. The cats did. You need banter. Yeah. So, so basically. This is the the top, uh, not top, but our 2019 year year in review that usually I try to do it in January because technically when I see people do their crap in like December, I'm like, but the year is not over. I'm like, (laughs) but it really kind of got away uh, from me just because the beginning of the year, a lot of things happened, which I'm not going to get into details, but you all know, well, you know your own things, but yeah, yeah. Life is tough. Right, and you have your own issues to deal with, too. So, I'm like, it just didn't happen, and it sucked. 
So luckily, you know, we got to do uh, this podcast today. So not that it's making it for lost time, but it's more about moving forward. You know, having some kind of sense of normalcy. So, like, you know, poor Misha has not been able to sleep, like, for years now since she hasn't listened to us. But now she has a reason to listen and have a peaceful night's sleep now. So, you know, it's a public good that we're doing, Gene. Right, but she does say that she falls asleep moments after she starts listening to our podcast. Which is, uh, (laughs) still, someone's listening. That's all I care about. Someone is listening. Okay. Uh, Um... Uh, we talked briefly before we started the podcast, but I want to get your reaction to my podcast, which I did on Picard, and your thoughts real quick, if you want to share. Uh, I, I'm kind of glad you did the one on your own, because the, the outrage and the rage that I feel inside of me, just, it's, it's very palpable, and it, it's close. It just, you know... I loved Star Trek. And like you, Next Generation was my Star Trek. Yeah. You know, and just to have that show out there and to play on my sentimentality and the sentimentality of many people out there and give them a really a mediocre show. Wasn't happy with it. Didn't don't care about the characters at all. And I've gone through someone who supported, you know, CBS All Access yeah. before at, you know, Discovery Season One, like, no, no. I'll continue my membership. I want that money. I, I want. I want better content. I'll, no problem. Five ninety nine a month, fine. But then Discovery season two came out, not great. Liked Pike and that stuff. Like like Rebecca Remain, that was great. Mm-hmm. But the the mid course correction to try and please appease fans. I'm like, come on, just have some balls, will you? Tell the story you wanted to tell. You're failing anyway, you know. And then Picard. And I know you have faith in in. in What's going to happen in season two? But I am, I'm done. Yeah. I will not subscribe to this channel again. I've, I've gone completely about face. And I, I, because they don't, they're not telling relevant stories. They're not, they're not telling me anything I, I really want to see. Right. They destroyed Starfleet at its core. And I don't care for it. And they're making stupid amateur errors. Mm-hmm. You know, like Riker is still a captain. I'm like, wait, what? I just, He's part time, and he gets to lead the entire fleet. That makes no sense to me. So, what happened to the Titan? Did he crash it? Yeah, I know. Well, why would I, mean, the... I would? Think we don't even have to follow that continuity. Yeah, or, or or the Enterprise. I yeah. mean, not not to mention it. Okay, not, not you, to, because you you, you, because you got to pay That's royalties awesome. on that. Yeah. So severely disappointed. Um, just I'm done. I'm done with Star Trek for now. I I don't know what else to say. Yeah. Very sad. Done with Star Wars now. I, I Mandalorian season two. Fine, yay. Yeah. Uh, really good news on on that. Ahsoka Tana played by Rosario Rosario Dawson. Uh, yeah, that's fine. No and, problem with that. Uh, Michael Bean from Terminator Two is also on board. So that's kind of cool. But in in a general sense, you know. If we're going to get better quality stuff from streaming and we're stuck <laughs> in streaming mode right now, fine, mm-hmm. that's great. But since everything is on hold, how much of this is going to still continue going streaming moving forward? That's the that's the hard question because the movies that were pushed back, we don't know when we'll see them. 
But, right. But the other option would be, well, like Black Widow, we can watch it technically on Disney Plus if they pushed it. Wonder Woman, even though it's been pushed to August, HBO Max could have it, you know, then. But even Patty Jenkins pushed back saying, you know, this movie was made for the theaters. And I get that, but. Yeah, look, they, they can't they can't stream uh, Black Widow and they can't stream Wonder Woman 1984 because they need that box office. Right. These are potentially billion dollar movies. And, you know, very sad what happened to, you know, like Onward and uh, even Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. These movies are already out in the theaters, right. you know, and and they weren't doing that well because the coronavirus hit just as they were released and China was already closed. So, you know, break some eggs, whatever, you know, and, and, and put those on stream because they were already out, right. you know, but you can't you can't shut down. You can't stream the bigger movies because they, they need the box office. They'll, and we'll wait. We'll wait. It'll hold. You know what I mean? I'd rather see it in the theaters because yeah. there are some things, some some television shows, some movies that you were really meant to be seen either a in the theaters or b on a weekly basis. Of course, not meant to be binged completely. You know, right. so yeah, and especially now that forward, how much stuff are we going to absorb? There could be a lot, and then we'll be clamoring for like new stuff or anything. You know how you know this like commercial <laughs> has. This guy who has reached the end of the internet and yeah. told, go back now. I don't want to say that that will happen in our f- lifetime, but, you know, we have a lot of options right now. And I think we're good, you know, from free services like the libraries, digital collection, uh, to paid services like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and all that jazz and other free streaming services. I think we're good in the short term, but. Yeah, there's something about that experience watching in in a movie environment in a movie in a movie theater environment, like you know, watching Avengers, uh, Infinity War, or the Endgame. I don't think. I mean, technically, it will still hit us the right way, but when you hear like this collective gasp at a moment that just hits you, that's something you really can't replicate that at home. Yeah, but even so, 2019 was, so many sequels came out that were just not worthy, I think. I mean, I have so many things on my list that I saw that were just sequels that didn't make my top 10, like, what, like Captain Marvel? Sorry, didn't make my top 10. Even Frozen 2 didn't make my top 10. Yeah. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate, Men in Black International, your beloved X-Men Dark Phoenix movie. Hey, don't you make fun of her. I'm not making fun of her. I'm just saying it wasn't my cup of tea. Uh-huh. But it was a comic book movie, so you know. I know. And I, as a dork, I, I'm 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 prone to that. But uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, before we get into the movie stuff, um, let's talk about stuff that we watch on TV. A couple of shows that we liked. Umbrella Academy was, I think, before the boys came out. I thought mm-hmm. not a bad, you know, superhero team up movie, quirky and it's fun. Uh, Ellen Page was fantastic, but I, I want to see more. But there was a whole slew of other superhero uh, series that came out that I'm like, oh, I kind of like this too, like Doom Patrol. Yeah, I love Doom Patrol. And I, I think that is a lot, 
not that I really want to say one is better than the other. I mean, I enjoy each one for its own weirdness. But Doom Patrol is like, you know, it has my heart, basically. But no one saw Doom Patrol because that paywall. I know. And uh, I, as much yeah. as you, I know you like Birds of Prey and uh, that, that, uh, that uh, Margot Robbie movie. That animated series, yeah, with but... Harley Quinn on it, that was so much better, in my yeah. opinion. So much racier, so much risque, and just right. so fun. And if you're going to do, you know, you're doing a rated movie, rated R movie anyway, you might as well go down that route and kind of push it with the humor. But, you know, well... But that's a question for me, though, for you. Yeah. So you didn't like cursing on Picard, but you're okay with the cursing in the DC universe? And because that's a jump, it is a, a jump. Really it is a jump, and you were okay with that, and you were but, hysterically laughing when but, it happened on the animated show. Okay, here's the situation: when you have a character like Batman, right, you can play him for laughs, you can play him for being real serious. You have the room to play with that character in a different medium altogether, whether it's TV or oh, movies. They can, oh, so he's not the star of the show. He's he's a serious background character, ish. Well, what I'm saying is that you know you can have different different interpretations. That if you like the dark Batman, there's the dark Batman. There's a whole universe on that. Mm-hmm. If you like the light campiness, like the Batman Adam West, or the Brave and the Bold animated series, that's also good. You can also jump into that. So there's precedence to have different mixtures of those different tastes. Star Trek was never about pushing the envelope about cursing or to have graphic violence um, like they did in Picard. I mean, it had both. I mean, the eye-plucking thing was just... Yeah, for each hip, yeah. Yeah, a little too much. You know, I get that you're taking information or trying to get information from his eyeball, whatever. But I didn't need to see that be so graphically shown. Now, normally, I'm all in into horror movies where there's this involvement, whatever. I'm good with that. But you didn't have precedence with uh, with Star Trek. It doesn't have to do that. So, well. I mean, I will go as far as, again, and I talked about this, that when McCart- McCart- when Data says, oh, shit, in Star Trek Generations... It earned that because of the emotional chip in the situation. It was fine. It was perfect. It was funny. And that was it. It didn't have to punch into, you know, a darker version where, like, you do, like, the Mirror Mirror Universe stuff. And, like, Discovery where, you know, you can tell darker stories. Fine. Then make that the series and delve into that. Because Okay, so... Are you saying something to the effect of like, well, to me, I mean, like Star Trek, at least, at least the, the, the past iconic shows that we've enjoyed, they're family friendly. You know, the scariest thing I think that's happened before that with the original series or, or whatever, these iconic shows was like what, Star Trek 2 when the when they find the bodies that Noonien's son has killed these people and there's blood involved. Yeah. I mean, even even in, the, in, in Star Trek 6, you couldn't have... Red blood, computerized blood. You had Pepto Bismol blood because it would affect the rating. Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I get that. Yeah. I get that. But I think though that for me, I, I, I was fine with the with the cursing and stuff in 
subject discovery because that was completely new. And I, I didn't mind that because it made it darker and edgier, which I, I, I liked about the show. Because it was a, a, like a nefarious show. Mm-hmm. The captain was evil. That, that's messed up. But lots right. of fun. You going to take care of your pussy? No. <laughs> that's not my pussy. No. Because <laughs> I threw him out because I'm like, I'm recording. so. Okay. So, but that's the thing. If you start to push the envelope, I didn't think Star Trek needed to do that kind of push the envelope. I've always felt the stuff, the problem lies with Star Trek is that they tell so-so stories, but they have sometimes great characters. So mm-hmm. you kind of like you still get through the crappy episodes because you love the characters. If you have the mixture of so-so stories and you have crappy characters, you have nothing to rely on. So if you're going to push the envelope with the cursing and the graphic violence, it's that's not my my appeal. So yeah, I just you're right. It's it's the context. Right. If they earned it, if it made sense, it'd been fine. But to have the animals sit there and go the fucking hubris. It's like yeah, I, I don't care. A that you shouldn't have said that line. That should have been Picard's line or someone a character we care about. But even his uh, appearance in the show was not who I thought. Captain Picard would would grow into would would develop into right. You know, I, I really hated even the start of it. Like, he's not he doesn't have all his facilities. He's a doddering old man. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with a heart of gold, he doesn't want to be pulled back in, and, and yet he does, and yet goes on this really this this convoluted story that that didn't matter in the end to me. I right. I couldn't care about it. Right. So that that's where if the situation dictates that you should do that, fine, mm-hmm. but. Nothing that I felt Star Trek really needs to go down that road, you know. Right. I and then I would tend to agree because the thing is, I, I I didn't care. Right. And the fact that I didn't care, and you're just throwing in cursing. Right. No, that that doesn't help me at all. That doesn't help you either. Just right. Look what we can do because we're you're paying five ninety nine for this. I can't. Great. Thank you. But come on, we got Klingon tits and uh, in Discovery. That was which again when you see that moment. And I'm like, oh, there's a potential here, not because of Klingon, Klingon tits, but... No, but it, the, it fit the story. Right. The, the like, subtext what, was, what did I just see? Right. The subtext was going to be is that here's someone who was a prisoner of war, but from a male perspective, suffering from post-traumatic syndrome, being with a Klingon. And I'm like... Right. Sexual assault. Right. That, thought I, I thought that would have been fantastic. That's what they were going with. And turns out that's not what they did. So they go that out the door. So that's my frustration. But we'll just leave that aside because, again, we got other things. Yeah, let's to keep going. Right. Talk about. Um, so, what else on your list that you enjoyed watching for TV wise? I like Stranger Things. Yeah. Season three. Uh, Love the Boys, which was amazing. Yes. That's special. Uh, I liked Lost in Space season two. That was really nice. Yeah, I finally I've, caught I've up with that. that. Yeah, I finally caught up with yeah. that because of uh, your New Year's party. <laughs> because I was watching Sorry. the last two episodes. But it made yeah, but me... that robot's ass. Yeah, that mm, robot's yeah. ass. Can't get enough of that ass. <laughs> but I went back to finish at least uh, the beginning of... After the first episode from the first season and continue that season and then go into season two. So at least it made me do that. So based on what I saw. 
But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of happy what I saw on, on Netflix, and we got one more season-ish, but who knows if that will happen anytime soon, but you know, twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. But I'm 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 happier with that series, which it's nothing like the TV series, and it's nothing like the movie that they did. So here, you know, it's kind of like an open book. If you don't have uh, an expectation of something, you're, you're kind of free to do whatever you want and reinterpret that, and that's fine. But yeah, but go ahead. But I think that 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 loss of space. Is ideally, I think, what Discovery was trying to do, right? Because they they took notes after season one and they came back much stronger. Oh it's yeah, a much tighter show and just brilliant. Yeah. I was really pleased. Those first eight episodes, so you saw the last two on New Year's. But those first eight episodes of season two yeah. were all amazing to me. Right, I couldn't. I, I easily binge watched them happily. And it had nothing to do with. You know, I didn't like Michael Burnham because she's a woman. No, I didn't like Burnham because she's a, a terrible character. Whereas, um, I forgot the girl's name, not the girl's name, the mother on that series. Um, the scientist, I forgot. Yeah, I, I got it. Right. Her. She's fantastic. And she takes charge. And the husband kind of like takes second to her from her lead. And I'm like, I'm all in. I buy it because I believe in her as a character. And the science is even better, you know, because yeah. there was a moment in there. I'm like, how are they going to get out of this? Oh, they're really good into the weeds. I'm like, no, we can do this and that and that. And boom. Oh, my God. It's fantastic. As opposed to not to drop on Picard, but that stupid one instrument in which if you can think about how to fix it, it'll make it fix and like right. and do a green lantern magic, ring. Right. Make all these magical things happen, like multiply the ships everywhere. Fuck this. Stop being that lazy, you know? That's the stuff that I really hate. And it does feel cheap to to jip us as an audience to get out of a clever situation like they did in Lost in Space. So well, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> still 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 have issues about anger. Still have <laughs> anger issues about Picard because yeah. bring up randomly. It, it runs deep. Uh other shows I enjoyed, uh I don't know if I said uh, well, Mandalorian we all liked because in Star Wars, but a little slow at the beginning. But, but it made Mandalorian up came out 2020, not 2019. No, 2019. It came out 2019. You sure? Was Pretty sure. Was 2019 that far long ago that I don't remember when the Mandalorian took place? No, you're right, because I remember because I printed up the Baby Yoda's one after the library reopened. Right, right, right. Oh my God. It has feel like a different time that was totally you know so last century kind of feeling oh my god i am really forgetting myself here it's okay and they know i'm realizing now i'm looking at my list a lot of them are were on netflix they were netflix shows yeah i like the witcher that was good too and i like russia dolls i do recommend you watch russia dolls if you're if you're looking for something fun right a little different it's like Groundhog's Day, but with a woman with a Brooklyn accent. Right. You no, know, no, I've seen a little bit of that, and I really do like it. Uh, Teen Titans uh, didn't get to finish season two. We watched the opener, which I, was no. eh, you, you could have just finished that in the last season, just kind of like close it up, and it just was weird. Yeah, I, I, uh, nope. That's a miss for me. Yeah. Uh, the, I stopped. I stopped watching it. I literally, like, I, I don't care about the show anymore. Yeah, I stopped uh, watching the Tick after the first episode for the second season on Amazon. I'm like, 
I enjoyed the first season a lot more, but this was just like I was just not feeling it at all. Uh, same thing with Swamp Thing because Ugh. after the first episode, I mean, it's James Wan, I think, directed it, so it's fine. But you know, you're limiting yourself to the bayou, the swamp area, so you know you're not going to see Swamp Thing like in New York City or you know anywhere else. It's just. Eh. I don't know. If I have nothing else to watch and I've done the internet, then I'll go back to Swamp Thing. Just saying. Uh, not too much else on my list. I liked Alfred Carbon. Really into that now. But I understand season two is really much worse. Season one is worth watching. Yeah. And I did find a gem from 2013 that is available on IMDb that I really recommend to you that you know. It's almost human with Carl Urban. Really love that show. Mm-hmm. Also, the, the the one that I think is like number one in my book for one of my favorite shows is Watchmen. I finally got to watch watch the men, watch the Watchmen who watches the watches me uh, <laughs> all of season one, which it should not be considered a season one. It just just should be considered a series, and it just it's ten episodes, and that's it. But it's. So they're not continuing that. Are they continuing that? Damon Lindenoff does not want to continue the series because he's always felt that it should be just the story, the ten episodes that he was able to produce, and it's fantastic, without a doubt. But is there room to do other different type of stories? You can use his approach to do the very exact same thing, but differently. You know, explore that universe. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm all in if someone else takes the reins on that. But that is one hell of a series. I never thought that I would say, Zach, you know, you did a good job in trying to create what the Watchmen did, but the series mm-hmm. afterwards does it so much better. And they include the squid. <laughs> 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 so I, I, I give credit was credit is due but oh my god fantastic show highly highly recommended so so david lindoff actually did something right you're yeah, saying but you know he wrote it in darkness and you know he did well a, in fairness okay I, I would say you know out of the jj rat pack damon uh, has the most talent whereas alex and roberto roberto robert rc yeah, yeah. no throw them <laughs> under the bus over the bus, whatever. Damon has the most talent out of all of them. Because I believe in his storytelling talent, unlike Alex and these, ugh, whatever. So, uh, the other thing we didn't get a chance to talk too much about, what is the DC's crossover episode, which is the Crisis on Infinite uh, the Earth. Crisis crap. Yeah. Promising to begin with, I thought, but then it turned messy. Yeah. Point. It did. But I think if for nothing else, so many Easter eggs or so many little nods that us fans appreciated, all the cameos, like Burt Ward. I forgot the girl's name from Burt. Oh, come on. (laughs) The DVD set. No, no, no. But but what's his name from the the, the JLR movie, the the Justice League movie? That was was the ultimate. Oh, God. What's his kid's name? Wait, refresh my memory. 
Oh, come on. The Flash, Barry Allen meets his... his oh, Ezra his Miller. Justice oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, Ezra that, Miller, that, that was the that was, ultimate that was, moment. That's the reason we did this. Yeah. That was the moment I'm like, oh, my God. Because you told me that what, not in points, like what was going to happen, but I'm like, <laughs> you told me that was it was big. And it was. To see that kind of connection, to have the multiverse kind of be together is mind-blowing. But I'm still confused because as the worlds collapse and all the multiverse collapse, it seems like there were other multiverses still going on, but I don't know. Yeah, and the, the, I think the shows are having trouble trying to recover from that. And we're not even going to get the end of our of our shows now because their their productions halted because of the coronavirus. Yeah. So and and really, I'm watching the Flash. I'm like, what what's going on? It's the <laughs> the, the writing quality is really dipped half post crisis for me. Well, they're, they're just trying to recover. I because I, I I'm kind of caught up with Supergirl and and the Flash. The Flash has been to me struggling a bit because they've been breaking up for this season, into three smaller story mm-hmm. lines. And we're in the second one, which I'm kind of like this thing with Iris in the mirror, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. It, it just goes on forever. The episode before the exorcism of, um, what's his name, of Nash, the yeah, one with uh, Wally West, I enjoyed just because of seeing him back. No, he left the show, and then, yeah. Yeah, so it was nice to see him back again. Um, and then, of course, now the, the new thing is that, you know, the, the uh, Speed Force has died, so Barry has really limited amount of power to kind of, like, tap into. So it, it's just like, oh, this is like what Star Trek Next Generation, where they couldn't do warp speed anymore, and they <laughs> had to go and reduce speeds, and I'm like, is this is what we're doing now? I don't know. But yeah. I, I I have faith in the writers of Flash. Every time their season starts to lull and lag, like mid-season, yeah. then they ramp it up to the end. So yeah, like, right. and same thing like with Ralph's episode, which I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm going to have to have this little romance with Sue. And Yeah, I like that, but you, we know in an identity crisis what happens to her. Yeah, well, we'll see what happens. If they do that, fine. I want to see Ralph fall apart. Like the end of the <laughs> comics. That's what the only thing what I want to do. But I'm done with Ralph. So yeah, um, yeah. So other than that, I mean, it was fine to see all the heroes together. I think Arrow had a good uh, send off because it was just ten episodes as opposed to normal twenty two, but it was all building on you know the crisis uh, uh, moment leading up to, and it was fantastic. It was really jam packed. Yeah, so, but I. I- I want to see the Wonder Twins. If you gave me that fucking Gleek Easter egg, I want to see the Wonder Twins. Right, exactly. Or, you know, like, okay, we're going to do the just the Hall of Justice, fine. But why is Black Lightning getting his seat? <laughs> he just got there. And he did, like, one thing, and I'm like, that's it? He gets a seat? Not not that I like Elongated Man, but, you know, he's been there longer. So, yeah. I, I don't know. So whatever it, it again for a TV budget, it, it did amazing things. Wasn't one of the greatest storytellings ever, but if you tried reading that damn graphic novel, it's it's huge. I mean, yeah, and it, 
and it's mind blowing a little bit. It's a little weird. Yeah, you've got to have a little bit of imagination. Right. So you know they did what they could. You know, trying to adapt this to a smaller screen. So I, I give DC, you know, kudos to do something this big. But who knows what's going to happen in the future because of all this craziness that we're dealing with. So there's nothing else to do. That's the crisis is the biggest thing you can do, right? In my opinion, the DCU. So, and you, you've done it. I mean, the crossovers they did in the past were amazing, right? But, um, all right, we'll see what happens. All right, so let's just talk about the movies that we did see. <laughs> and the other thing, too, that we can't talk about, you know, like normally I would have another segment after we talk about the movies about things we're going to be seeing in 2020. We don't know what we're going to be seeing in 2020 because all the schedules have been either canceled, or postponed, or who knows. So that's the thing that I'm like, well... We can still do our stuff normally. We're just talking about movies that we did see. That's all we can do. And hopefully, you know, if you haven't seen them and you like our recommendations, then, you know, more power to you. Go out and find these movies. You've got time. You've got lots of time. Oh, wait. You have no libraries. Well, you got Redbox. No, no, no. No, the library still is available on Hoopla, so you can do digital content. There's plenty of streaming sites like Pluto and Tubi, T-U-B-I, in which you can do streaming for free, which, here's a little plug for them, I got to see the, the DS9 documentary for free. So they were oh, really? There. Yeah, so it was really... Oh, you returned it to me? Yep, <laughs> finally. But, you know, again, it was it was heartbreaking watching it again. I more know. so now um and then uh, i'll talk about something i'll do with Tubi later but but you know you have a lot of options if you can as long as you have internet you're good you can find stuff and you can find stuff on the internet if you know what i mean and anyway, and, and uh wasn't your internet down for a while there monty it was how did you remain sane in the membrane while well, i was watching uh, uh i started watching voyager on on disc Season, yeah, starting on season four. <laughs> season four, right? Because that's when I quit Picard, and I'm like, "Fuck this! I don't want to do this anymore." And I went back and I started watching the stuff that I, like I said, good and bad for the season. But you know, it it has the the elements that I've missed, and same thing that uh, the Orville kind of does, in which it's like a week to week, not procedural, but you have a mission. And Picard doesn't have a mission other than we need to go to this planet. And it's a, it's a whole MacGuffin thing that just goes nowhere. It doesn't lead anywhere. So, but in any case. I'm not arguing. <laughs> so let's put that aside. Um, so the other thing, too, is that in, towards the last part of, the, of 2019, um, I was able to watch a lot of movies just playing catch up and then it kind of spilled over to 2020 uh, again too many other things just interfered but i kept moving uh my viewing of dvds like two movies a night just playing mm-hmm. catch up and i gave you a whole bunch to watch as well which i really appreciated and really it made my viewing of uh, movies in 2019 more complete right which i really because there there's no time to go to movies sometimes Right, our lives keep us away from things like that, right. and our budgets too. So, and we we both kind of agreed that 
had we seen this in the movie theaters, we would have been like, no, it wasn't that oh, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> you and I were struggling over the list about about what is going to rank number one, number two, or whatever. Honestly, at this point, I, as much as I can say this movie could be number one or two weeks later, this movie will be number one, it can go back and forth. I'm just going to talk about the movies that's on our list and do we like it or not like it? And just simple as that. Well, wow, we're not going to do, we're not even going to do a top 10. Are we going to do a top 10 or what are we doing? I don't, I, because again, my top 10 is like only like two movies. <laughs> it's, it's two movies that I didn't think would be uh, able to compete against each other, but it did. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a, it's very easily interchangeable. But after that, I I don't have a, a third or fourth or anything like that. All right, so movies that captured our imagination, that entertained us, that thrilled us, that yeah. put us in a state of awe. Sure. Um, so for me, Shazam mm-hmm. blew me away. Was happy with that. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it came out in 2019, but it sure did. Uh, Avengers Endgame was one of this my number one movie. Plus, I'll mention the other the other one in a moment. But it Endgame. Did it all. There was nothing else that I can say could even compete on that level. So, again, that's my number one pick for 2019. Then we get Avengers. And then we get Spider-Man Far From Home, which I enjoyed immensely. But it's just more about the fallout of what happened with the Avengers. So it didn't have the same scale, but it's still enjoyable. Glass, I know a lot of people didn't care for this, but this was the sequel to Split and sequel to... Um, oh my god, the original movie. <laughs> nice Shyamalan. Oh god, I don't, I don't remember that. I don't, I never had a watch. Unbreakable. God damn. Thank you. Thank well, you. that's the original one. Right. right. Then, but it was a sequel to that. So, so enjoyed that. Alita Battle Angel, big surprise in my book. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters was fantastic. So this is the next one is going to be the, again my number one, number two, and could be switched at any time. And that is Joker. Joker did it for me in in ways I did not think was possible to have a DC movie of that caliber to kind of compete against a movie like Avengers. Uh, it's a different beast altogether, but they're both emotionally draining at times. But it's yeah. so satisfying. And terrified. Yeah, exactly. And you were were really scared and uncomfortable in the theater when things were happening. Yep. So those are my one, two picks. Uh, Little Monsters, which is one of uh, movies I was able to direct, able to interview the director of this movie. And Mm -hmm. it has Lupita Nyong'o and Josh Gad in it. Fantastic, enjoyable, dark humor with zombies. So fantastic of course my mentioned this before x-men dark phoenix <laughs> it is my guilty pleasure because of the soundtrack for Hans zimmer it's an x-men movie it's the last hurrah but it's much better than last stand and it has sophie turner in it i can't because it's which head made this decision to put this on your list <clears throat> the one that, that thinks or the one that, that doesn't make a which... difference doesn't make a difference uh, moving on, another uh, Lapita Nyong'o movie, Us, which I was also enjoyable, which is Jordan Peele's movie, uh, which is his second, I believe. Uh, John Wick 3, also freaking enormous. I, I can't believe there's 
that movie has no stopping power whatsoever. They can still continue and still dazzle us with the gung fu crap. Amazing. Book Smart is another movie that Olivia Wilde directed. Fantastic. Book Smart yeah. made my top five. I loved Book Smart. Yeah. Fantastic. It, it, it's funny. It, it, it's, it's like super bad, but with girls. Yeah, exactly. And intelligent. Exactly. Yes. And just really just chaotic and just fun. Yeah. Really. Really. Just a good time. Exactly. And you, and you can keep your brain in your head. Yeah, exactly. Rocket Man. I didn't think that I would love Rocket Man as much as I did after Bohemian Rhapsody, but it has a different energy altogether and it's nonstop singing musically and it's fantastic. So was very surprised about that. This one caught me by surprise, but Midsummer is a <laughs> oh my god. I didn't see it. What what is it? Tell it, it to me. It, it's a horror not a horror well, it is a horror movie, but it's a creepy horror movie and i really can't describe it but if you watch the oscars janae monel had like this dress of flowers that Mm -hmm. she was wearing that is in reference to that movie and Mm -hmm. if you've seen that movie you know how you feel about that movie because it it is really creepy it's the same producers who did hereditary which i have here on dvd but i haven't gone to it yet but it is disturbing <laughs> to say the least uh moving on ad astra also made my list it's a little bit slow at times but it's slow in such an enjoyable way with the special effects and just like i didn't care how long it took except for that space battle like little fight scene on the moon blew me away absolutely fantastic uh yeah i was i was happy with that astra too it was uh slow yeah but Space is slow, right? You know, and you really gotta gotta feel for how lonely it is up there and how, how sad it can be, right? But I, I liked it. I liked the the message at the end, kind of with the dad thing, like very cats in the cradle kind of thing. Yeah, pretty much. And I grew up just like him. Yeah. You know? like, oh. All right. So my last two is Zombieland Double Tap. Didn't think a sequel will be able to kind of capture the magic of the first one, but this one definitely did. And Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Again, I went into this movie and it's like, why are we doing a goddamn sequel to this movie? I enjoyed the first, but mm-hmm. there was no need to do this. So there was a moment in which there were other creatures like Maleficent that opened up to her. So she had more of her kind in this right. movie and I'm like holy and it becomes shit. and it becomes like a Game of Thrones fight for a second you Game know, of like, Thrones mixed wow. with gargoyles and like it had that kind of weird vibe and I'm like I love this movie so much more than the first one and again going back to uh, what's her name <laughs> oh my god Angelina Jolie Angelina Jolie my god how could I forget that goddamn name how could I do stop that? drinking before you record Mark. I'm not drinking that. much but she was fantastic. Very enjoyable to watch her performance. Yeah, okay. <laughs> no. You haven't, I, you haven't mentioned one movie, though. That's on my list. Okay. Well, that, that go, go to your, your, your uh, best picks for 2019. All right. My best picks, I did a top ten. Uh, my top ten, I'll just go down it real quick. I like Downton Abbey the movie. I did. I'm sorry. It's okay, because I have it, but I still haven't seen it. Oh, it's it's just it's just fun. I I mean I may be an Anglophile. I like Disney movies. I know that, but the 
this was just nice. It was just nice to go back and see a TV show that you once enjoyed on the big screen. It was fun. That's my number 10. My number nine, I like Toy Story 4. Ugh. Okay. I, it was completely unnecessary, right. but it, it still had the magic. But it's a side story. You don't need to watch it. Okay. But I think just as good as Toy Story, no, not as, just as good as Toy Story 2, I think. Toy Story 3 was eh, really sad. Uh, right. My number eight is, is Shazam. Yeah. Your, you know, your favorite film that loved, and it made money, made more money than, sorry, Birds of Prey, but I don't know why that failed so badly. Uh, my number seven is Alita Battle Angel. Yeah. I like that a lot. Very imaginative. Very, very happy about that film. My number six is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Okay. Which didn't make your list at all, it sounds like. I'll get into it. <laughs> what? I'll get into it. All right. I mean, it was it was long, but it, it, just the picture it took yeah. of that time for me was was reminiscent. And you know, uh, my number five is uh, Spider Man Far From Home. Okay. I enjoyed that. Uh, my number four is Book Smart. Right. Uh, my number three is Avengers Endgame. Wow. My number two is Parasite. Okay. My number one is Joker. Okay. And it was it was hard. These the top five were were, were, were more difficult. The other ones were almost disposable. I, I also though this year really uh, enjoyed. Uh, I, I like Doctor Sleep a lot, even though I I'm not a, a fan of horror. To me, that movie was really. It was yeah. interesting to watch it. Yeah, you know, it was fun. It so, has elements of a horror, but not necessarily like you know disturbing. I mean, no, but it was funny to watch. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm so used to people with superpowers, right? But to put it in that universe, exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> ease that in. Think, oh my God, you can control us with with your single with your simple words. That's right. Purple Man. That's Jessica Jones. It's not a <laughs> but it was fun to watch that. Like, oh my God, this is fascinating. And and to go back to the hotel, uh, it, was, it was a good two hours and a half. I, I enjoyed myself. All right, so films I, I, I continued and I enjoyed. I did like Frozen 2. That was fine. No problem with that. I thought it was interesting the way they took characters I freaking hated from the first movie and actually gave them a plot that I was I was okay with. Uh, hold on, hold on. Gene. Yeah, sorry. No, I'm back now. Oh, now you're back. No, because I okay. put up my headphones and I'm like, who the hell are you talking to? Sorry, you said you were back. So no, I said when I get back. I was talking to my cat. Oh, Sorry. Dang. No, because, <laughs> because he left a treat outside my door like to play, and he's just looking at me from a distance, and it's like he's really sad. And I'm like, wait till I get back, and I'll let you in. Sorry, okay. I can talk to cats, you know. <laughs> and yet, did you see their movie? Did you see their, their musical? I don't want to see their butt cracks. I, I don't know. I... I, I... I know it's a car crash, but I will get drunk and watch that at some point. Um, or as we call so, it, Tuesday. All right. Two, three, four. Um, <laughs> all right. So, so getting... I, liked, I, I liked Terminator Dark Fate. I had no problem with it. But that's your what? Number two? No, no, no. We're just doing films now. I, I went through my number. I've gone through my numbers already. Oh, wait. I, I heard Endgame was number three. Right, Parasite number two. Number two, and then Joker's number one. Joker number one. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, I did forget to put in Parasite. Parasite was an amazing film that... It didn't make your... Well... No, no, no. You didn't, I didn't include it, but I completely forgot to include it in the list of movies that I did love for 2019. 
But and you yeah. also forgot Captain Marvel. Oh, no, no. Three no, no, no. We're not there yet. We'll talk oh about God. the movies we didn't like. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but Parasite was one of those I was kind of hesitant at first mm-hmm. because I don't like reading movies with the subtitles, but this was one of the rare exceptions that after maybe a couple of minutes of me getting used to the reading, it sucked me in. And I love that movie to death. It's fantastic. So... And since I saw Snowpiercer before, um, I, I know his history. And plus, The Host was one of my first movies getting into him, which was like a Japanese, yeah. uh, South Korean uh, monster movie. So I'm like, I'm all in. But this was just like, I just loved everything about this movie. It was just fantastic. So, But I got it. Unlike President Trump. It's like, what did I win for? Best movie? Whatever. Yeah. You already got best for anybody. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right, so let's talk about the movies we didn't like. Oh, uh, wait, wait. Yeah, okay, let's do that. Okay. All right. Uh, I. You want to go first? I'll let you go. I did not really like Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> yeah. okay. I tried with that, and I was just like, I just, I can't. It's too unbelievable. It's fun-ish. But yeah. just, no. Yeah. No, I just. At some point, it just jumped the shark for me and became too outrageous. And I was just like, nope, would have torn his arms off. Nope, nope. <laughs> I also really didn't like Aladdin, the live-action remake of Aladdin, and the, the remake of The Lion King, even though these are billion-dollar movies. Yeah. Not my type cup of tea. I, I, I don't understand why we did this when we have perfectly good animated copies of this but okay yeah but i think it goes back to it's the audience that's watching this never saw the originals so that's going to be their versions of the lion king and aladdin sadly i am the only one i'm looking forward to is i'm really looking forward to move on and i really hope that as well when it, it eventually comes out whenever it comes out and my most disappointing film of 2019 is Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. Oh, yeah. Did we talk about Star Wars? Yeah, we did. I don't want to. Do you want to you wanna, you wanna harpoon that whale again? Just well, throw that I'll, up? I'll get into that when I'll get into the playlist. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so Star Wars was your bigger, the biggest one or just... It's my biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment. Okay. No, I'm going to watch it again. It's, it's not... I did, it was not entertaining, but, but I'll watch it again. Right, but are just you going the, to buy all the Easter eggs and shit? Yeah, but it, it doesn't get any more of my money. I'm just no. You would buy it on DVD? No. Okay. They didn't say that either. Okay, it gets but no if, more of my money. Right. That's okay. It. But if it came on streaming, then yeah, that's fine. I watch it. Okay. Yeah, sure. It's free. Whatever. I'm right. already paying for it. It's fine. Okay. Uh, my list. Even, of what? Of films you hate? Uh, movies I did not like. Captain Marvel was a big disappointment. Even though I'm in love with Brie, and like I said before, who Just am I not? Just because she responds to your Instagram picture or whatever. That's, that's, I have. She touched me. She reached out to me. She knows I'm alive. She validated my existence. That, that's nice. But I'm, I'm happy for you. You don't again. understand our relationship, Gene. <laughs> what relationship? <laughs> you and this, this, this celebrity, this imaginary relationship oh. you have with her, 
And she can't even do interviews right. She antagonizes the cast of movies she's in. Why would you do that? Look, leave her alone. Yeah, leave Brittany alone. I don't think you can. (laughs) Jesus. No, you have to be hidden under a blanket with snot coming out of your nose and say that. Yeah. But, you know, the problem lies is that Captain Marvel never worked on a level that, like Wonder Woman, in which you can believe her, her innocence, you can believe the her point of view to kind of go into this new world. Whereas Captain Marvel, you know, she's kind of already thrust into the world of having powers and having this thing, but I'm, I don't feel like I can go on the same journey with her to yeah. explore that. Overpowered, uh, not, not in any danger, really. Right. I don't think with the entire movie, just try to figure out your past. Yeah. And, and, it, and fine for uh, an origin movie set back in that time. Yeah. Kind of close to, to, to the original Iron Man thing, but also filmed like that. Like, no, we, we expect more now. Yeah. We expect so much more. So, but it, it just never kind of came together for me. And I know, you know, my kids liked it and, and, and I know a lot of people that loved it. I'm like, that's fine. And that's great. I still love the actress. I still love the character. I just think it just never worked on this merit alone. I think eventually, you know, if MCU does her, it's best to pair her up with someone else and let yeah, her be yeah. the, the, the way to go because I don't find her as a strong enough character. So I agree. Um, another big disappointment, the Lego movie too was a big disappointment in my book. After the first one was phenomenal and the Batman Lego movie also fantastic, this one was just like a cash grab because it was just like there was nothing there. there was- I don't know if it's a cash grab. I think they, they got over the ambitious with Chris Pratt and put everything on him. And it, it 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 was poor, so yeah. And I don't think they can make another Lego movie now because I think they lost the rights. Yeah, I, I mean, even it, so. Lego Ninjago, that movie was yep. it was good. Yeah, it was like, fine, but it wasn't as fantastic as that. So I'm not sure if it's just because of the writing, just like eh, lackluster. But a lot of the the Lego products that do for video, like the Star Wars parodies, are fantastic, you know. But here, it's yes. just like eh, I don't know, it was just not working. <laughs> Have you been watching the Freemason stuff, the Star Wars Freemason stuff? No, but you told me about him, so eventually I will have to watch. Um, Pokemon Detective Pikachu didn't work for me. Um, and I know a lot of fans out there love Pikachu, and that's fine, but... It didn't It didn't work for me. It's just Ryan Reynolds. It's a PG version of Ryan Reynolds. Right. That's Deadpool. Right. But it's, it's that... No, if you, can't, if you can't curse and have fun with it, it's not. It's not right. fun. Now, here's the other thing. You know, the reverse would be, you know, like they try to do with Deadpool 2 and do like a PG-13 version. You know, you can really kind of play with it so that, you know, it's kind of like hard for him to curse. But Mm -hmm. then you can still do something creatively that he still gets his point across. Or even if it's just a a bleep or a censor thing that you don't see his mouth or whatever saying the words, it's still funny to hear that he's going through that, but you can't hear anything he says. Whereas the other way around, it doesn't work. Um, like if you had a regular superhero like Superman, you don't see him cursing. Yeah. Right. It's already been established that Deadpool can do these things. Whereas an established character like Star Trek, you really can't do. <laughs> we're going back to that? Yeah. Really? We're, we're still, we're still, we're, that's how angry I am. That's how I, am. I, I understand. I, I get it. Yeah. Hellboy was a, a disappointment. 
for me. I liked Hellboy. I didn't have a problem with it. I wasn't going to say, but I, I had no problem with it. Yeah. It was okay. I didn't know why why you made it. Yeah. But, there was, there okay. Was, yeah. Why did you just do Hellboy three? That was the question. Why do you have to be? And I think the same freaking movie, right? And that's I think was was more upsetting was the fact that you're going back and like retelling what the first one already did, as opposed to like in um, when they did the Hulk movie and the Ang Lee version, and then they did the Incredible Hulk with Ed Norton. They kind of did like a brief little origin story at the beginning, and then off it went. It didn't have to acknowledge the first movie. So here, Hellboy could have just not even acknowledge its own origin story, just kind of like, this is our own thing. I wish they did that more. Yeah, yeah, well, it, it, I mean, it's it's never coming back, so. Yeah, unfortunately. The other uh, movie I was kind of disappointed by, which I was kind of expecting, was Men in Black International. Yeah. I, I, again, I, I There think... was nothing wrong with it. It just, it was just, they didn't one-up themselves. They yeah. just told Similar story, just different cast. I'm like, what the... Right. And really basic plot. Mm-hmm. That you could see coming a mile away. I'm like, yeah, I like Tessa Thompson. I like Chris Holmesworth. They work well together. I don't care about the story. Again, just because you get the package together doesn't mean you should make that movie because the story, it's about the stories and the characters. Right, exactly. If you can't get that, don't, don't even bother trying, please. Right. Uh, another... Movie that I kind of was hoping for that it looked kind of quirky and funny, but it was also a horror movie. Is mm-hmm. The Dead Don't Die and had like a great cast of uh, Chloe Savigny, you had Bill Murray, you had Adam Driver, um, tons of people doing great cameos. But it's a, a zombie movie that takes place in a small town and it's kind of like a Wes Anderson version of a zombie movie because everyone has like, oh, so that seems weird. Why do you think that's happened like that, Bill, or whatever? And I'm like, it, it's it's very monochromatic with their their delivery, and I'm like, it didn't work. I think the trailer did a better job to sell it, but when mm-hmm. I watched it, I was like, ugh, this is crap. You also saw, you also saw. I didn't get to see it. I know you gave it to me, but I didn't watch it. Gemini Man. What did you think about that? Gemini Man, I think, was a big letdown. But it wasn't that unexpected because, one, the idea of the, the de-aging stuff, and I think that's the big problem here, is that you're trying to sell that Will Smith is going to fight Will Smith, like his younger version. And there are certain stunts in which you are trying to have him in the exact same scene, and you know, unless it's in darkness, it works fine. But if it's in daylight and doing stunt work, it's, it's god-awful. Oh, it's all it's obvious it doesn't yeah. work at all so even, even though it's a credible actor that you like to follow it okay yeah it, it, that's that's the main thing is that if you don't believe the bulk of the story then it's for nothing regardless of you know what they do with special effects the one that kind of shocked me more than anything else and i'm like why are they going down this road is mm-hmm. rambo rambo last blood Talk about a franchise that is trying to still be relevant, right? Mm-hmm. And become super violent at the exact same time, like more extreme violent than I've ever seen any other Rambo movie. You know, there was a time in which Rambo was like the quintessential American hero that he stood for, you know, saving Americans and American values or whatever that may be. But here, right. it, it is like devoid of all that. It is strictly, you know, 
something happened to my niece and I have to go rescue her. I got my ass kicked and then I'm going to exact revenge on all of them. And it's, so it's, it's, it's vengeance porn essentially very much so. And it's not even satisfying. That's what's sad about that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, another movie that also was kind of disappointing was it chapter two. So despite the fact you had also a great stellar cast, um, it just, I, I think for me, it's like with many Stephen King stories, like the ending always sucks. So when I saw this miniseries, like the mist, right? Yeah, got yeah, it. Right. Well, except for that one, I enjoy that. That was only because okay. it's depressing. But yeah, many of his movies, kind of like by third act, it just falls apart. So when I saw the miniseries on TV, and I'm like, really, the clown is a freaking spider? That's how. We're... Oh, fine. So it wasn't a big surprise to me that I knew how it was going to end, but. To me, I miss that performance of Tim Curry as Pennywise. So it just didn't work at all for me. Even though there were some great moments from this cast, it was as if, if you don't remember what happened in the first movie, we're going to bring back the Yarden cast and still have them be part in the story. Right. So I'm like, you didn't have to have a second one. You could just make this the whole movie, you know, just, oh, God, whatever. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is my next pick. This one, I was super angry because I was just like, look, I know that it's a, it's a period piece, and I was waiting for the moment, like how he's going to tie in with the Charles Manson thing and all that, and mm-hmm. I'm waiting for that, and I'm waiting. There's a buildup, and I'm like, and it never delivers because it's just this one moment, and I'm like, wait, we're doing an alternate history like you did in Glorious Bastards? Yeah, right. Well, in Glorious Bastards, at least I knew going in that's what that was. Whereas this, I think that's what pissed me off. That I'm like, you're waiting all this time, and then boom, it didn't. But happen. you, you don't have to follow it. I mean, it for me, it was fun. It was, it was like a picture of the past, you know. And that, and that's why it, it, I think it gets so much critical acclaim because it, it is uh, pretty accurate, to right? The feel and I to know, that time, and I love the I, performances. They were fantastic. The last 20 minutes is now like a full-on Quentin Tarantino movie. But before that, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for things to happen. And it's funny and it's great. But I'm just like, it doesn't, to me, add up to anything at the end for me. Sometimes sometimes things don't happen in films. I know. And, and then sometimes if it's done right, it's refreshing. This was weird. It's an alternate version of history. Right. But it's happier. You know what I mean? The guy finally gets his contact. I was okay with it. Uh, I didn't uh, unless it you're big into feet, this movie's not for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you and Joss Whedon. Yeah. You, you guys maybe maybe want to go to a meeting together. I don't know. There you go. But I will say, because I did listen to the soundtrack, mm-hmm. the soundtrack recreates that period as a radio uh, station. <laughs> Of that period. So you hear the jingles, you hear the commercials, you hear the announcer, you hear the music cutting in between. So it feels like if you play this in the car and you're driving along, mm-hmm. you're transported literally to that period. So if there was a bright spot, I would say this definitely is a killer soundtrack for that. So kudos on that at least. Because he always does good soundtracks. This was the Yeah, last, yeah. Oh, I, that's true. I remember I remember listening to my Pulp Fishing soundtrack a lot. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's good. 
All right. All right. Fast and Furious, yes. Hobbs and Shaw, I think, gave away everything in the trailer, so it's how you get to see it. I'm like, no, I already saw it. I this. don't need to see this, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's my first Fast and Furious movie, and I'm like, no. And, and God, the, the the trailer for like the, the nine movie, yeah. Like, no, it's absolutely impossible now. Right. Absolutely impossible. Justice for Hunt? No, he died. <laughs> but he's back. I know. <laughs> because they skipped over like three never happened, so they had the character, and then they kind of retro. Uh, retrocon it so that he did die, but I'm like, but when did that happen? And now he, whatever, I, I whatever. I, I, <laughs> I will. It will never touch me. I will never see another Fast and Furious. I don't think I will anyway. I don't know. Well, but hey, Monty, let me ask you a question of a movie you may have missed on your list. What did you think of Dora the Explorer? Oh my God! How could I have left that out? How I could know. I have left that out? I did. I, mean, I remember you had it. You're like, ah, this is what I got. I'm like, ah, right, you enjoy that. Oh my God! I did. You're love... the lost city of gold. Oh Bobby. my God! I'm. Thank you for reminding me because that is a movie <laughs> that I expected to be like this is going to be crap. But because I've watched enough of this movie, uh, most of the series to know the the principal characters, it does a great job of blending those elements into mm-hmm. a movie that is fantastic. So I love Dora so much. I mean, it's like on par with the X Men movie being a guilty pleasure. <laughs> a guilty pleasure. Like, what are you watching? Nothing. Nothing. Oh yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Go away. You didn't see this. Swiper, no swiping. This. Stop swiping my swiper. What? But yeah, that is something that is super enjoyable. And I, I, I like it too when I saw it. Yeah. So I was like, thank you for reminding me on that. No um, the other couple of movies, even though I, I I agree with you, Terminator Dark Fate wasn't as bad. I didn't like it as much, but The Saving Grace. Yeah. Mackenzie. Mackenzie Davis. <laughs> yeah. There's wow. something about her statue, her performance, her. Yeah, it worked really well for me for a lot of reasons that has nothing to do with the movie, but. but... Like Sophie Turner. Works for you. Yeah, exactly. And Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, uh, Doctor Sleep. Uh, it was hard to kind of get through this, but it was like, okay. I, I, it makes me want to like go back to watch the the original Shining movie. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not I'm not doing that kind of research. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, but eventually, again, not not importance right now. Um, what I, about? Go ahead. No, I was going to say uh, the next one. Well, I have two more left. So now I'm done. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, Frozen 2, I just watched, which, again, I've listened to the soundtrack before the movie came out. Never got to see it in the theaters, but got it mm-hmm. on Disney. Plus. Uh, the only thing I can say is that the soundtrack really tries to capture the spirit of the first movie. Mm-hmm. And the main song, the Into the Unknown, does not work for me quite like uh, Let It Go whatsoever. Now, the Panic in the Disco version of that song was fantastic, but it's <laughs> at the end of the movie, which has a lot more energy and is more dynamic. But overall, oof, what a big disappointment on that. Uh, and the last one is Jay and Silent Bob reboot, which I saw on Amazon Prime which it has moments in which if you watch 
all the Clark's movies. If you've seen Chasing Amy, you saw all. Mm-hmm. The, there's so many different references in there, and I'm like, I love it. But Jay and Silent Bob only really works for me when they're like not the main focus of the story, like Dogma. Perfect example how they're just going along in the story like R2-D2, C-3PO, but there are other characters that are really the main players, and they're in the background. The only time I really liked the Kevin's, that, that duo yeah. uh, was with uh, in Chasing Amy. Right, where exactly. Where Bob speaks for the first time, it says, you're Chasing Amy, and that, that's a great monologue Right. that Kevin Smith gave to himself. Right. So there's callbacks to that, and it's kind of like a follow-up in this movie. And I'm like, that's endearing. I get that. But overall, I'm like, I really don't care as much about these characters. I love that universe, but it, it's too, too much. Too much about, you know, the, the jokes don't really necessarily land. So really, not until they land, I think the really the third act is when a lot of the stuff comes together. Uh-huh. So, and it's fine. But I, I wouldn't like be like, is this like Clerks? No. Is it like Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back? No. no. It, it's did like, it get Did it get theatrical release? I mean, it's on, you saw it on Amazon Prime. It must have been out for a little bit. I guess. That's the other thing, because I know Kevin Smith did a, like, a tour with that movie, like for 60 cities or something like that. So he took it around <laughs> to different theaters. I don't remember it coming out in the theaters. I know it was coming out in 2019, but I don't... I know you were looking forward to it last year. Yeah. But I don't remember it like it came in the theaters and then off it went. I don't remember. So I could be wrong. So there's there's still some movies you haven't discussed that I, I didn't see, but I know you've seen them. I'm pretty sure you saw Brightburn. Oh, yes. Brightburn was another one was quite forgettable, unfortunately. Because in the, in the whole sense of, you know, a, a, a retelling of Red Sun, which is the Superman origin story, Mm-hmm. Uh, in which, you know, if you had a super being that landed in a different area and had a different upbringing, you know, could it be that that's not the same person that you would want? To right, control? right, right. I got it. So, you know, the kid was kind of evil right off the bat. So it was a whole nature versus nurture stuff. And I'm like, eh. it didn't work as well as I thought it would be considering it's a James Gunn script, wasn't it? Uh, I think he was involved. I don't know how. I, I wasn't was Del Toro connected to that? I I don't know. Don't remember. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next online questions for you about Brightburn. No, I'm sorry about Irish. The Irishman and oh yeah, the, I didn't the even, marriage story. Yeah, I didn't include the Irishman because one, it was just too fucking long. <laughs> you watched it. I watched, you watched it. it when it was nominated for the Oscar. You watched it, and it was the first time that I think because I watched that and uh, the Marriage Story, and Parasite, and uh, uh, oh my God, the Hollywood movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I saw about six of the ten movies that were nominated for best. You were just binging. Right. So, hardcore. Yeah. Right. so it was one of those things like it never happened before. I've never got that kind of high ratio. But I watched it because I had to, you know. And it is super long and didn't have the exact same um, feels like I would have said like 
Goodfellas or Casino mm-hmm. uh, or anything like previous stuff that I've seen a million times before. It, it's okay. I I just think I don't know. Yeah, you know, I wasn't like wowed by it, and you know, there's a lot of Al Pacino in this, and like. Ugh. It it wasn't like the Avengers Infinity War where you're bringing these major characters for the first time all together on the big screen. It didn't feel like that. The only saving grace is Joe Pesci's performance is completely different from any other character he's ever done on the screen. You know, he's not like that. that Leo Getz from... Yeah, he's none of that. He is somewhat more reserved but it has such a power to him that's unlike something like Robert De Niro would have that 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 aura about him. He didn't have to say much, but you can feel it. So it's nice to see Joe Pesci have that kind of moment. So I was happy at least about that. Marriage Story. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about that. I'm uh, curious. It's, it's a modern-day Kramer versus Kramer, obviously. But... Yeah, I, and I thought about that too, and I'm like, okay. What was interesting is we see both sides of the story. Whereas Kramer versus Kramer is more about the dad and his son and their relationship, not so much about the marriage, although she comes into the picture later on. Um, right. I, I think it was a fine performance. I don't think necessarily... I don't know. I, I enjoyed him. I, I think she was fine too. Mm-hmm. But it's hard... Because it, it's it, it hits a lot closer to home to me right now than anything else uh, on this list of what the you know the the the, the topic is all about. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry. I, no, no, but it's I'm watching this just so I can feel what it's like if I'm feeling this way. Maybe the other person is feeling something similar or what they're thinking. It's just more about perspective. You know, because I know how I feel, and I know you know this is the reasons why I'm here as is. So it's it's just more of therapeutic, just going through the motions of looking through these characters, see where things went wrong, see where does they have a point, does he have a point, does she have a point, and they all mm-hmm. have valid points. You know, so it's not like one sided that you know he's a bastard or she's a you know drunken. It's balanced. It's right. balanced. So that right. makes it fair. So it's it's hard to say, you know, one side is better than the other. No, they both have their points. So, you know, if if anything, it's more about what Adam Driver can deliver and what Joanna Joanna Scarlett Johansson <laughs> Scarlett Johansson can deliver, and then they did fine. And again, it comes out on Netflix. And this is something that would this have made the impact. Oh, for me to watch this in the theaters? No, I wouldn't have gone to the theaters for this, but... Right, I know. You know, but it's fine. But I'm not going to say it's necessarily Oscar-winning in in that sense. I mean... Any... I don't know. Any like, movies? Go ahead. I, I think... I'm not going to bash it too badly, but these are people that have money. No right. Way. I have really no sympathy for your history situation. You have to fly back from California to New York and vice versa, back and forth, back and forth. You got to hire lawyers to take $10,000 uh, to keep as a retainer. And I'm like, I don't care. 
there is, this is going to be more of a real world situation closer to home then mm-hmm. you need to kind of like take the money part out of that situation for me to care so right, i wasn't right. truly invested even though again the topic is close at hand so so questions are you sorry you missed anything this year because i have a whole list of things i missed that i feel badly about um like did you see knives out no did not see knives out I didn't see Knives Out. I didn't see uh, Ford versus Ferrari. I didn't see 1917, which I really wanted to see. Jojo uh, Rabbit is another one. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, the li- Bombshell. Um, I want to see Lighthouse is another. Charlie's, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah, I have it on DVD. Didn't get to see that yet. Charlie's Angels. I would like to have seen. And I'd like to see that. Jumanji. I didn't get to. Yeah, see. I didn't get to see that either. That's on my list. Uh, I want to see The Farewell, but that's on Amazon Prime. I can watch it. And you saw Yesterday. What did you think about that? Oh, I didn't get to finish because, remember, the DVD stopped working. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So it was right at the point where the guy, um, the incident happened, which all power went out across the world. The next morning, all of a sudden, he knows these songs that no one knows. So he's starting that that rise to fame. And that's where the DVD stopped working. Okay. Well, let it go. <laughs> so it was fine, but... It wasn't like it blew uh, my socks off. So, whatever. All right. Well, uh, you have anything else you got? No. Again, I just wish we had more stuff to talk about, you know, for the future to look forward to. But right now, who in the hell knows what we're going to be doing? Other than you're over there and I'm over here. I know. And, and uh,. <laughs> Doing more podcasts like this, hopefully. I'd like that. Uh, this is the age of streaming now. We're all going to learn to stream. We should all be kind to each other and patient with each other and stay safe and wash our hands. This is a very odd time for everyone right now. Yeah. Oh, so, because uh, I was trying to think about what I'm going to be doing uh, podcast-wise, because the sci-fi news stuff, I could do weekly. <laughs> there is right. no sci-fi stuff. <laughs> so, right. that's out the door. So I'm going to go back to the stuff that I did uh, for a brief time, which is the rewatch series, in which I'm going to go back, rewatch something that I hated, and do research on the movie, like from the production side, what movies were out at the time, you know, trying to figure out why this movie didn't do well, why did I did not like it. So the next movie, which was something that was already on hold, which which I already did for Green Lantern, and I did uh, John Carter, uh-huh. and I did for Hulk. Hulk was the only one so far that I like, okay, I can watch this again. But the next movie was going to be Star Trek Nemesis. So it is kind of appropriate now that we saw Picard, that will be the next, hopefully, podcast that I will release is my rewatch on Star Trek Nemesis. And then after that, uh, I'm going to pair that off hopefully every other with my versus podcast. So the next one will be the Fantastic Four. So we're going to be watching the unreleased Fantastic Four movie. And Fan Four Stick. And the and the one before the Fan Four Stick and the Fan Four Stick after that. So the wow. one with, so it's going to be a triple header with the Fan Four Stick. Uh much like the King Kong one that I did where you had the original and the one from the 70s and the one that Peter Jackson did. So yeah, at least I can do that. All right, that was fun. I, li- I like that. That was a good one. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be 
I got nothing else to do other than making Dutch babies. Which, yeah, Dutch well, You better explain that. That sounds weird. <laughs> well, you know, if you, you made Dutch if you, babies. If you don't know what, what a Dutch baby is, it's about two thousand dollars less than an American baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh But basically, it's a, a pancake you make in the oven. And it's kind of like a souffle, but not really. It's kind of like a pancake, but not really. It's a kind of a weird hodgepodge of things, but it's delicious. So I did post it on my Facebook page. If you see it, you know, give me a like. Your personal Facebook page or the monster? No, my Side personal. My personal stuff. So, this, okay. Anyway. But when I start working on my curio cabinet and starting my Mod Podge, I'll put it on my uh, Monster Sci-Fi Show page. All right. All right. So sorry if I'm sounding very nasally, but I'm sitting on a chair. It's kind of a little dusty, and I have cats in my room, and it's been tough. So on that note, Mr. Gene, anything else on your plate? Uh, not much. Just uh, shopping. Be kind to each other. Be good to each other. Try and be patient with each other. These are strange times, and uh, get comfortable. That's all. <laughs> exactly. This is this is it's just starting. It's it's gonna get worse, but yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. All right. All right, guys. So you can always email us. Where, Mister Gene? Uh, I don't know where. <laughs> God, Florida, you still I don't, don't know. <laughs> You didn't tell me that. Oh my Monster God! Sci-fi you... show.com. What? Oh, Monster Sci-Fi Show at gmail.com. Thank you. Gmail.com. Fine. My Thank God! You. How long have you been doing a podcast with me? So I don't know my email, but I send you notes. <laughs> oh, you throw this to me now like this? You didn't tell me to remember that. I mean, I remember. Oh my basically. God! Whatever. Edit this part out. No, <laughs> no, it's staying. It's staying. Goddamn it! All right. So, follow me on the very social networks: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. Because you got nothing else to do anyway. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening to us on the Monster Sci-Fi Show. It's sci-fi from a certain point of view. Good night. Good night. <laughs> This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. <laughs>